Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. God is greater. Somebody say greater. greater. Come on, somebody say greater. greater. Amen. It's a beautiful thing, Bazalwan, in the book of First John chapter number 4, verse number 4, the Bible says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater. Somebody say greater. greater. It doesn't matter, don't worry, it's my school fees that says greater, so yours can allow you to say greater. It's okay. Somebody say greater. Bible says he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Our God is great. That's why he even possesses a great name. He's a great God. The God that we serve is a great God. He's not a small boy. He's a great God. He's not a portable God. He's a great God. It's not a God that you can lose and wonder where he went. He remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's his greatness. He's greater than anything that you can think of. And he has called us to proclaim his greatness. So that's our theme for the month. Greater. But my subject this morning is he's greater than kingdoms. Somebody say he's greater than kingdoms. Last week we spoke about him being greater than people. This week he's greater than kingdoms. Daniel chapter number 4, verse number 2 to verse number 3. Excuse me. Daniel chapter number 4, verse number 2 to verse number 3. Are you there? The Bible says, I thought it good to declare the signs and the wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. We've been talking about the spheres of greatness. We started with number one, which is people. But today we are discussing spheres of greatness. Number two, which is kingdom. When we're talking about the greatness of God explored in the sphere of people. We spoke about our lives, we spoke about our families and we spoke about our callings. This week we are looking at this sphere because it is very much beneficial to us. But in the kingdom of God you must always ride on your knowledge. If we are ignorant of some things, the enemy can easily steal them away from us. Somebody say amen. amen. So when we were saved, just like the children of Israel, 
Not only were we brought from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, not only were we brought from the world, the world that was holding us bondage in sin and unrighteousness, but we were also brought out of their kingdoms and their systems because every kingdom, whether you know it or you don't, has got systems that you need to service. Every kind of kingdom that you serve, whether you serve that kingdom knowingly or unknowingly, there are systems that you have to follow. First Samuel chapter number 10, verse number 18, the Bible says, And said to the children of Israel, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of the kingdom and from those who oppressed you. The children of Israel, all that they knew was that they were in bondage. They did not know that they were serving a kingdom. Just like us, when we were in the dark, before we got saved, we were serving a kingdom. But we did not know that we were serving a kingdom. Because the enemy does not care not to be given credit. As long as you follow what he wants you to follow. Doesn't mind not getting the credit. So these kingdoms, number one is the kingdom of Satan. Even Jesus himself acknowledged the fact that the enemy has got his own kingdom. He acknowledged the fact that Satan has a kingdom. Therefore, we need not to be ignorant of the fact that there is a kingdom of Satan that we need to be aware of that exists. Matthew chapter number 12, verse number 24. This is what Jesus says. He says, now when the Pharisees had it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. So Jesus was casting, just to give you a, a background, the background of the story, Jesus was casting out a devil, a man, a man who was possessed with demons. And then they said, uh, you cannot cast out the devil and, uh, uh, out of this man except by Beelzebub, which is demons even. So they were saying demons were casting out other demons. And then Jesus says, um, uh, and then in verse number 25, the Bible says, but Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. So there is no way that you can go. You have a problem. Can I talk? You have a problem. And you go to people who are inspired by the very same spirits that have caused you to have the same problem. That is a problem. So Jesus here was actually putting that into perspective to say, you cannot cast out devils by other devils. 
you might think that you have cast them out only to find that you have brought to yourself even more troubles. Because a kingdom divided against itself will never stand. So in this kingdom, Satan has demons and he has powers. And these powers are constantly working. And they are trying to make him great. In such a way that the people that he is even using, they are in competition with the kingdom of our God. Because they want to make the enemy great. The enemy does not mind not being known. It's him. Something. That is why they will always sugarcoat it with names that I don't want to mention at this stage. Because they are trying to make him great. They don't know that they are trying to make the enemy great. They think by Bambekon. Ephesians chapter number 6 verse number 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities. Against powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness. In the heavenly places. So this thing that we are seeing happening all over. If you are on the social media platforms. You will see. That there is quite a lot of noise going on. Of a certain kingdom that people think is going to be able to help them achieve what they want to achieve. But then the Bible says we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. That is why I would advise that whatever they say, just say pilang pile. I don't know in English what, how, how do I say that? Live, I live. It does not sound the same. Let live. Thank you. Let live. For those who don't understand Zulu. Because what they are busy doing, they are busy promoting and trying to make the enemy great, trying to make the kingdom of Satan great. And it will never be greater than our God. It will never be greater than the kingdom of our God. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood. So please, don't even, no, no matter how tempted you can be to reply and say something, don't say anything. Just say, let live. Because at the end of the day, the Bible says all the kingdoms will become the kingdom of our God. One day, just a short story, before I get ahead of myself, I was, when I got saved, like in 1999, and, um, um, but it was not in 1999 when I started working for Business Connection in Mshanga, um, there was a guy there, and uh, at the canteen, there was this um, other guy that I found there, he was born again as well, just like me, but he, 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 he just did not like uh, vocalizing it. So one day we were seated uh, at the canteen and I said, I mean, I'm saved um, and whatnot and whatnot. And then this guy, they started arguing about salvation, about uh, uh, born again Christians and whatnot. And I went in, went in. And even this one, they were like, and, and for him, they were like, 
and then and you as well you know so we started engaging uh, 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 arguing about uh, uh, salvation and all of that and then this one guy I will never forget him I always tell the story he said to me listen don't protect Jesus he's a big man I took that and I ran with it till today you can flaunt your devil no matter how much you want I don't care let live He said, don't protect Jesus. He's a big guy. He's a big man. He can take care of himself. Because they come in like a flood when they come in. So I'm advising each and every one of us here. The Bible says we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. All that you need to do is to generate the power. Keep generating the power. Keep generating the power. Let them talk. Keep generating the power. The power will talk for itself. For we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities in the heavenly places. Somebody say amen and powers. Hallelujah. So Satan has also established a kingdom under his kingdom. He has established other kingdoms under his kingdom. And his demonic powers want to assert themselves as the greater ones. And then we have a kingdom of our God. This is a greater kingdom because it is a kingdom of a greater God. Daniel chapter number 4 verse number 3. The Bible says, How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is everlasting. And his dominion is from generation to generation. Psalm chapter 10, verse number 19, the Bible says, The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules forever. His kingdom rules over all. So our new birth experience has brought us out of the kingdom of Satan, the one we were talking about, into the kingdom of our God, the kingdom of a great God. And in the kingdom of this great God, there are systems that have been put in place so that this kingdom can work for us. Just like in the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of Satan, there are systems that the enemy has put in place so that they can work for him. Also in the kingdom of God, how many know that the the devil is a copycat? He copies everything that God does. So he has put systems in his kingdom because he saw that the kingdom of God has got systems that that have been put in place so that we who belong in that kingdom can get the advantages that are there for us. Somebody say amen. amen. So then God has caused us to see his kingdom. The Bible says in the book of John chapter number 3, Verse number three, it says, And Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So it means that when you are getting saved, it is more than just lifting up your hand and saying the sinner's prayer and becoming born again. It is more than that. 
but there is an underground work that happens. There is a behind the scenes that God works, which is a miracle of open eyes. Because when you get saved, you then begin to see things that you did not see before. Then you begin to realize some things that are not good for you. And you say to yourself, how come have I not been seeing this the way I am seeing it now? It is because of the power of the transformed eye. The power of an opened eye. Because the Bible says, unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom. So the kingdom of God rides on your salvation. You can only see it when the miracle of salvation has taken place in your life and your eyes have been opened to see the kingdom of God. Because there are many other people who go to church. They sing good songs. They pray. But the miracle of the opened eyes has not taken place. And that miracle of opened eyes only takes place when you get born again. And then you begin to see the kingdom of God. And you see it for what it is. You see it for what it is. It says, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse number five says, Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. We are always happy with the entering but we never want to contend for the seeing. The seeing, I'm tempted to say, the seeing of the kingdom of God is for here. Okay. And the entering is for there. Okay. Okay. So don't be the kind of a believer who is the person who is focused on the entering. And not the miracle of an open eye. Of an open eye. So that you can see the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God will work for you here. Don't wait to go to heaven. For the kingdom of God to work for you. The kingdom of God is supposed to work for you here. And unless you have an open eye. To see it. You will not see what's available for you here on earth. You will be heavenly relevant. You will go to heaven. Granted, we will see you there. But we want to rule and reign here. But we can only rule and reign here if we can see. If our eyes are opened and we see the kingdom of God for what it is. And its systems. Somebody say amen. So there is also the kingdom of this world. The kingdom of the world. Luke chapter number 4, verse number 5. The Bible says, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world. In a moment of time, verse number 6, it says, And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you, and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it, to whomever I wish. This was Jesus. One on one with the devil. So if the devil was able to confront Jesus himself. 100% God. How much more about you? Who said that the enemy. Cannot confront you. To give you the kingdom. The kingdoms of this world. 
These are the kingdoms that Satan wants to assert himself as great in. And with the help of his demonic powers, he is the God of this world that created the systems that we follow or rather those that are in the world follow. And he has given them to many and has blinded them to think that they are the ones who are in control. Whereas it is the enemy who is in control. The devil doesn't mind people pushing his agenda. As long as he is able to kill, he is able to steal, and he is able to destroy. He doesn't care how it comes. Even in the spheres that I'm going to count now, his ultimate goal is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That is why he comes into families. And instead of us building this unit that God has placed here on earth as a system for us, the enemy has snatched it away from people. He is the one running families and people are thinking that they are running their own families whereas it is the enemy running their families. When they run their families without God, they are giving the enemy full right to run their families. That is why you will find families that are dysfunctional. And as they are dysfunctional, the enemy will probably just take one out. And in most cases, it is the one who is supposed to provide covering. It is the one who is supposed to lead by example. It is the one who is supposed to even show the way in the family. He will take that one out and that one will probably think they are living their life. Have you ever had someone noting, I'm living my life? They are living their life only to find that they are perpetuating the agenda of the enemy so that he can steal from the family, he can destroy and he can kill from the family. That is his ultimate goal. In religion, the enemy comes in, he steals, he kills and he destroys. There are many people who are practicing religion, but they think that uh, there is power in that practice of religion, only to find that they have a form of godliness, but they are denying the power. The Bible says there are many who have the form of godliness, but they are denying its power. Everything says God except God. In religion, right inside the house of God, people who have their minds worked out to say that whatever it is that they are engaging in, pleases God only to find that God is nowhere to be found near them it's just a form others God was there and he left the form is left the enemy is busy stealing because many others will go to church every Sunday and have the form but never enter the kingdom of God never enter heaven because the form does not mean anything it's the power of the cross that means something. So the enemy steals through religion. Education sector. The enemy has taken over our schools. 
He is using the government to take out God from schools. There is no longer even assembly at school. No wonder, no wonder teachers are always at, at, at the mercy of the children who are from uh, uh, places where no one is talking into their lives. At least if the enemy was stealing at home in the family sector and he was busy there, we were able to have access to the children at school and then they can be rescued. But now who will rescue the children? Who will rescue the next generation? If even at school, the enemy has got in and assembly is not allowed. I always host teachers in August because um, there is a program that I'm doing for girls. But now we have also involved boys as well for grade sevens across all the schools in Delmas, grade sevens. Um, there's quite a lot that we do with them. But in a nutshell, what I wanted to talk to, to you about is that the teachers, the way they cry, the way they are having it so hard at school because of the children. I'm talking about primary school teachers, grade seven, grade six. They are able to stand up to a teacher and tell the teacher what to get off. And even have the audacity to even hit the teacher. And when the teacher tries to retaliate, parents will come and say the teacher must be expelled. What kind of a generation are we raising? The enemy is stealing. The enemy is stealing. Business sector. The enemy is stealing. The way the business sector has been so corrupted, the enemy is busy stealing in such a way that he is trying to make it not conducive even for the believers to be in business. Because when you go and you do business by the book, it's as if there's something wrong with you. But I'm here to encourage someone this morning. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. Don't let the enemy steal your business. Don't let the enemy steal your salvation. Because God is greater than even the gatekeepers in the business sector. He's greater than them. I want you to go back there with the face of a lion saying, I serve a greater God. And therefore, no matter who thinks they sit on the throne, he has the bigger throne. And I'm going there with the power that comes from on high. And God will help you. God will help you. The enemy just wants to steal, to kill, and to destroy. In the media world, you see everything that is going on, whether it's print media or it's visual media. You will see that the enemy is busy at work. In the arts and in the entertainment, he's there. In the technology sector, he is there. That is why we need to know that we have a greater God. Somebody say greater. So these worlds have systems. And from time to time, we might find ourselves, just like as I said, you will find yourself in these sectors. You must know that you carry greater power. You carry greater power. Don't succumb to any of the pressure that is there. There is a greater power that you carry. All that you need to do is to tap into that power and go and do what God has called you to, to do. Somebody say amen. Because we are still here on earth. And the Bible says the enemy has been given full right here on earth. 
That is why he's busy on all the sectors. And we cannot stay at home and say, because I'm a child of God, I'm not going to go into business. No. Because I'm a child of God, I'm not going to go into the arts and entertainment. No. We are going to go there, but we need to know that we carry the greater power. Somebody say greater power. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter number 5, verse number 1. The Bible says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. It's bondage. All of these things that are happening, it is bondage. It's things that when you get back home, you wish there was a way of washing your soul somehow. Because of the things that you have seen in the business world. Because of the things that you have seen in the corporate world. Because of the things that you have seen in, in whichever sphere of influence where God has placed you in. And you come back home and you feel as if you are the one who is doing the wrong by doing the right. Because there is very little of us who are doing the, who are doing the right. And there is many who are doing the wrong. But I'm here this morning to encourage us to say whatever it is that you find out there, know that it does not have to entangle you. You have been made free by the blood of Jesus Christ and you now belong to a greater kingdom and you carry this kingdom with you wherever you go because the Bible says wherever we are, we diffuse the fragrance of the knowledge of the one who has called us. So all that you need to do is to know who you are and to know whose you are. Know the kingdom that you belong to and go there and diffuse the fragrance of his knowledge. Somebody say amen. amen. The kingdoms of men. There's also the kingdoms of men. Daniel chapter number 4 verse number 17. The Bible says this decision is by the decree of the witches. Of the watches, sorry. And the sentence by the word of the holy ones. In order that the living may know. That the most high rules in the kingdom of men. Gives it to whomever he will. And sets over it the lowest of men. So God raises men. God raises men and women here on earth. Who are going to display the greatness of his kingdom. God has got the greater kingdom. The Bible says he has given this earth to men. Yeah. The Bible says he lives in the heaven of heavens. And to men he has given the earth. And therefore here men rule. Here men reign. That is why when you go and you look for a job. It's not God or Satan seated on the seat. But it is a man because this is the world of men. That is why when you go and sign a business deal. It is not a spirit seated there. But it is a man seated there. Because this is the world of men. But the Bible says God gives these kingdoms of, this, of, of men to whomsoever he wishes. To whosoever he wants to give it to. And maybe this morning that is why you came to church. So that you can be a candidate for God to give the kingdoms of men into your lap. Just into, into, your, into your hands. Freely so. Because God rules and reigns. It does not matter who you are here on earth. The Bible says he is the God 
of all spirits. The Bible says he is the father of all spirits and he, he every soul belongs to him. It says he is the God of all flesh. So whoever is here on earth is subject to the power of God. All that you need to do is just to know the God that you serve. Because if you know the God that you serve, you are going to make sure that you are not defeated by the kingdom of this world and by the kingdom of men. So God raises us up. After raising us up, he sends us into the world. God does not raise us up so that we can be heavenly relevant. God raises us up so that he can send us into the kingdoms of this world so that we can represent him and represent his greater power and his greater systems. Somebody say amen. amen. So we are not to conform to the systems of this world. But the Bible says we must be renewed. Our minds must be renewed. That's why we come to church every Sunday. So that our minds may be renewed. So that when we go back there, we know that even if I am not yet at the high level that I want to be, but I know that God has called me so that I can diffuse the fragrance of his knowledge. I know that God has raised me up in this sector or in this sphere of influence so that I can become his mouthpiece. I know that God has raised me up into this uh, sphere of influence so that I can then display his glory. I can display his splendor. I don't know about you, but I want God to make me the candidate so that he can place something on me, which is his glory, so that he can manifest himself through me in the sector that he has put me in so that many can know that there is a great God. How are they going to know in the business world that there is a great God if you do not go there to diffuse the fragrance of his knowledge? How are they going to know in the educational sector if you don't go there and diffuse the fragrance of his knowledge? God raises us up in all of these spheres of influence so that he may be glorified, so that he may be seen because there is no one else who can be able to see him in those sectors unless we present him unless we present him as his children are you hearing me somebody so now we need to be, transform to be transformed and we need to proclaim a greater God of a greater kingdom so those men and those women that we are are called the saints listen to what the bible says in the book of Daniel chapter number 7 verse number 18 it says but the saints of the most high God shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever even forever and ever so there is a kingdom that God has placed here on earth remember I said we need to open our eyes and see it so there is that kingdom that God has he rules and he reigns in it but he cannot fully express himself in this kingdom because God cannot be man here on earth. He came, he became man and he did his fresh air, miracles, signs and wonders. He left, went back and he seated at the right hand of the father. And I love it because he then says, all that I have done, greater works will you do, even better than what I have done. So he is there seated in heaven, cheering us on, saying you are there on earth yeah. and God wants to manifest his kingdom through you. Through you.
But then the problem is that sometimes we look down upon ourselves as the children of God. We think that, no, I will not be able to do it. Whereas those who are not even of the kingdom of our God, they shoot up straight because they are not afraid. Somebody say, I'm not afraid. Somebody say, I'm not afraid. Because I carry the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You carry the kingdom of God. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Go and do it. Do it scared. In this kingdom, we do it scared. Because we know that the God that we serve is going to be with us. Do you think Peter was not scared when he stepped out of the boat? Which which boat are you comfortable in? And yet God wants you to occupy in his kingdom. Which boat are you comfortable in? Scared of stepping out. God is in need of the brains that you have. God is in need of the skill that he has given you. God is in need of the talent that he has given you. He wants his glory to be made manifest in and through your life. But God cannot do it without you. There is a role that you need to play in Telasakai. There is a role that you need to play. God, no matter how great God can want you to be, unless you play your part of stepping out and do it. And do it. And do it. Even I always say, opening this campus, we woke up and we were like, what have we done? What have we done? What have we done? We stepped out. And when it was as if we were sinking, he said, I'm here. I'm here with you. And this is me doing it. As soon as you step up, step out, you will see that it is no longer you who lives, but him who lives in you. As soon as you step out, you will see that it was him who was saying to you, there is something greater that is locked up in the inside of you. There is greatness in the inside of you. But each time the enemy comes to short circuit that greatness in the inside of you, he brings fear. The enemy operates through fear. So he brings you the fear to even step out and do that which God has called you to do. And unfortunately, when we get to heaven, we will see how great God wanted us to be. But we did not even, even a fragment of that which God wants us wants to achieve in and through our lives. And we will be so disappointed. Disappointed at ourselves because it was not God. God did his part. You will be great only in the spirit if you don't step out. If you don't step out, many, God has been saying, giving you that nudge to go and and, and, and continue with your studies. Because he wants to unlock the greatness. There are systems in this world. God cannot do what you are supposed to do. You are the one who is supposed to stand up and say, Lord, with you, I can be able to do this. As long as you can verify that he is in the boat, then you are good. As long as you can verify that it is him calling you, I mean. Because he was calling Peter. He said, come. Maybe God is calling you to, into, a, into the business world. Maybe God is calling you into marriage. But you are scared. Some of us are scared. Because maybe of past experiences. We are scared of stepping out into business. Because maybe we are comfortable with what we are currently doing.
But your greatness is in the business world. Your greatness maybe is in climbing that corporate ladder that you are scared of, comfortable on your desk that you have been in for the past seven years. No matter, you are unshaken and moved. Not developing yourself, not going back to school if, if needs be, not doing what you are supposed to do. God is not going to come and do it for you. I urge each and every one of us this morning under the sound of my voice. Here on earth there is a kingdom. And this kingdom is called the kingdom of man. And in this kingdom of man, God wants to show himself greater. And in this kingdom of man, God gives anyone who avails themselves greatness to rule and reign here on earth. And you can be one of them this morning. I don't know about you, but I want to be one of them so that he can manifest his greatness in and through my life. May I be the one who comes and hears the word of the Lord and act on it and say, Lord, because you have spoken, I am going to do that which you have called me to do and I am going to do it scared. No matter how scared I can be, no matter how dark it may feel, as long as I know it's you who have called me, there is a kingdom that is available for me. There is a space and there is a place that is available for each and every one of us. But in most cases, we fail at achieving that, what, that which God has called us to achieve, which is greatness. Some of us are even scared of greatness. I'm working on it to tell you the truth. I'm working on it. I'm seeing Builders Church becoming something that I did not apply for. Yeah, Bazalani, let's be real this morning. Yes. And even during fasting, I was saying, Lord, you better help me out here. This thing is too big. This thing is too big. Scary big. But we do it scared. We do it scared. We do it scared, Pastor Goodwin. We do it scared because the God that we serve is greater. And there are many other souls that are in line to follow the decision that you are not making. Many other people who are unemployed who are waiting for the decision you are not making. Many other people who don't have good bosses waiting for you to climb that corporate ladder. And become their boss so that they can enjoy being in the corporate. But you are not climbing. You are comfortable where you are. God wants you to be great. God wants you to be great. There is greatness locked in the inside of you. There is a kingdom called the kingdom of men. And that kingdom is here on earth. In every sector, it's the kingdom of men. And God has given men authority. But God is the highest authority. And when you go with him, every other authority will bow. We always say the lesser power must bow. So when you go there, no matter how powerful they are, the lesser power must bow. Because you come with the greater power, which is God who owns the kingdoms of this world. Even the kingdom of Satan himself, he has got a place for them prepared. It's just that it's not their time yet, but the time is ticking. They shall enter into hell, all of them. To show that he is the one who remains. And that's what you carry. You carry the kingdom that will remain forever. Go out there.
and do great things. God is counting on you and me. Remember, I did not isolate myself. I'm also scared. But I'm doing it scared. Doing it scared. Those who follow us who know build this church. It's something, it's becoming something. Every week we are getting people asking for pastors, asking for coffee, asking for lunch, asking for mentorship, asking for fathering. Father, who? who? How? We do it scared. Because there is an impact that God wants to make. There is a stamp that only you can be used by God to make here on earth. Not in heaven, here on earth. There's a mark that God wants to make. There's a statement that God wants to make. There's a proclamation that God wants to make. And he wants to use you and I. All that we need to do is to avail ourselves. And if we avail ourselves, when we take one step, God will take ten steps. And the rest is history. And God is going to do great and mighty works in and through us. In fact, I sense it so strongly in my heart that under the sound of my voice, there are people seated here who are supposed to be great in ministry, who are supposed to be great in business, in the educational sector, great, in the, in the corporate world, great, wherever you are, wherever God has placed you, great. Do not settle for anything less than great because the great God resides in the inside of you. Let us stand. Shandaya Satabrekesia. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.